0: The National Desk Conversations, America's News Now. I'm Gian Jeff Cote, and welcome to episode 39 of the National Desk Conversations. Every weekday, we invite newsmakers onto our morning television broadcast to discuss topics everybody's talking about. On today's podcast, we revisit our conversation with Ukrainian parliament member Kira Rudik. <laughs> Russia has handed over control of Chernobyl's nuclear plant to Ukraine and NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg reveals Russian forces are repositioning but still have not been able to fully take control of any major city. Ukrainian parliament member Kira Rudik, leader of the Golos party, joins us now from Kiev. Kira, good morning to you. First, I wanted to talk to you about the Chernobyl plant. Is this indicative of what's taking place in Ukraine right now? Russia, just the forces there just giving up control? What happened?
1: hello thank you so much for having me so russians are regrouping because uh, as we have seen they were not able to make any good progress for uh, the last uh, couple of mu- uh, uh, couple of weeks so they are pushing back from chernobyl first because most of them did not realize where they were and what risks it took so uh they they are just for from there and uh, they are taking with them forks and um uh, kitchen equipment that they have found this is uh, again disgusting but uh, also shows like the level of the army that they have right now right. we yeah. uh, are demanding right now that the international community and organizations will get into chernobyl with us because there is additional checks that need to be made there uh, made there to make sure that uh, the level of radiation all the systems are working properly and are in place we don't know what kind of provocation could be there with russians leaving um, and with their ground forces leaving uh, the outskirts of the kiev and northern direction we see that the shelling of the cities has been uh increased and actually a couple of days ago it was the hardest one since the beginning of the war so the attacks on kiev continue but they continue where we are weak. So from the air, this is why we have been continuously asking for air force protection for the support from the air, because on the ground we are pushing them, we are fighting them, we are beating them hard on in the air. It's uh, incredibly uh, complicated for Ukrainian army to fight back because we don't have the necessary equipment for that.
0: That's interesting. You pointed out too that you guys really need to inspect what's going on at the plant before you allow any of your people to go in there because you don't know if this is a trap. You said you can't trust any of the Russian forces anyway.
1: Absolutely. When they're when they are going back from uh, the cities that we are taking over right now, like uh, outskirts of Kiev, like Irpin and Bucha, they are leaving uh, mines in the civilian buildings. They are leaving mines in people's yards. This is why we strongly advise Ukrainian citizens not to return to their homes just yet. But we also see that this is the Russians' tactics to create as much destruction as possible and uh, to uh, actually kill much more people after they retreat than when they were inside the cities.
0: You said no one there could or should trust vladimir putin and ukrainian president vladimir vladimir Zelensky said quote yes we can call those signals that we hear at the negotiations positive but those signals don't silence the explosions of russian shells of course we see the risks of course we don't see any basis for trusting the words voiced by those or other representatives of the state that is continuing to fight for our destruction so when you hear of these so-called peace talks taking place between russia and ukraine how do you foresee negotiations continuing is this going to be a fight until there's nothing left
1: so the negotiations continue because we do need the humanitarian corridors out and russians are using the negotiation uh, and uh, the humanitarian corridors in them as a bargaining chip so if we can continue negotiation just to have uh any single man or woman or ch- child out of the siege city we need to continue these negotiations thank you however we do see we do see that um it, it without the external support without the external security guarantees the negotiation themselves will not have the result that will be viable we know that uh, direct agreements with vladimir putin would not last long because he will just uh, uh, do whatever he wants we see that right now that here right now is uh, uh disobeying any international law any international agreement that it is there he's checking every single box on the war crimes list so there is obviously no trust so the only thing that we can get here is the security guarantees from the countries that want to bring peace that want to support ukraine and once we get the security guarantees then it makes sense to um to uh to conclusion in these negotiations right now it's two parallel processes like security agreements so basically would the negotiations even um have the meaning and second is like if there are security agreements what then they would be applied to so these processes are are uh, going in parallel and uh, uh i would like to concentrate on the security part first
0: You've been on the front lines, Kira, taking up arms to defend Ukraine. Can you talk us through your experience being part of the resistance team?
1: So it's a lot of training, and uh, uh, it's basically two-hour training every single day. And it's a lot of organizations and supplies rather than actual fights right now. So you have to make sure that uh, um, you protect the, the directions where the supply lines are located and make sure that the city is not seized. For Kiev, this is the main point because there have not been a like, supermassive attack from Russian side. So this is what we are doing right now. We are uh, making sure that Kiev is a fortress that nobody could take. And on the other hand, we make sure that uh, the water supplies uh, and energy supplies, electricity supplies, uh, and uh, the directions are not harmed and cannot be harmed. We uh, are working right now as a part of the army and we are regularly, legally registered with them. So um, as of right now, we will be just waiting for the next directions from the army on what to do after Russians retreat from around Kiev.
0: You know, it's, it's so amazing to see you and other Ukrainians display so much strength throughout this war. We know 4 million people plus have have fled Ukraine since the start of the war, many hoping to one day return to Ukraine. What keeps you going during all of this, Kira? And what's your message to those Ukrainian refugees whose
1: lives have been uprooted by this war? uh well there are two things that pushing all of us forward the first thing is rage because every single time you hear about people killed about another city destroyed about people dying of hunger in mariupol about children being separated from their families about children being killed about people having to flee their homes yet again through the whole country about people whose lives are destroyed about teenagers who who see the dead bodies and and get get this trauma for the rest of their lives about families losing their members all of that it creates a lot of rage in you but inside of rage there is also love love to things that you beforehand thought that are given to you the things like freedom the things like ability to decide your own future the thing like support uh, of each other the thing like giving a hand to the one in need the thing like making sure that that it is us rebuilding our country our the, after the world uh, and the war ends so my message to ukrainian refugees is the following uh we are thankful that you found a strength in yourself to protect your home and your your families and go where it is safe so our army can fight without um without having to protect you right now we know that it has been like a devastating experience and we are thankful to everybody who took this decision and i want you to know that every single person right now in ukraine is fighting to win back the places that you have to flee to win back the places that we will rebuild together. We'll come back there together, and we will be building new, progressive country of the future together, all of us.
0: Well said. Freedom and liberty are everything, and it is priceless. Kira Rudik, we appreciate you joining us this morning. God bless you guys.
1: Thank you, and glory, glory to Ukraine.
0: That's episode 39 of the National Desk Conversations. Join me each weekday morning from 6 to 11 Eastern for the National Desk, America's News Now. Check your local listings or you can stream it on our website, thenationaldesk.com. Our podcast comes out twice a week with fresh newsmaker interviews. The conversation continues. Until next time, from the National Desk, I'm Jan Jeffcoat.